Hi everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I am Robbie, with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am wonderful. I have the correct amount of dogs. One. Is that the correct amount? It is for this house. Well, I mean, okay, is it is it contingent on the size of dog? Uh, no, it's contingent on the intelligence of dog. Uh, this house cannot handle any more stupid. What if, it, what if we got you a laddie, a super smart dog? Okay, maybe then. I I don't know if uh, if I could handle the the many walks and exercise that kind of dog would require. I that I, the thing is, why can't Laddie just walk himself? It seems like that would be his thing, right? Because he seems more than intelligent enough to do that. We should save our Laddie discussion for the meat of the episode. Hey guys, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpson Show for only two dollars a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh thankful for our supporters we do have a new person to thank matt woo woo cody wilson thank you cody thank you cody on to this week's episode you get a woo (laughs) blew up my headphones this week's episode is the canine mutiny episode 4 f 16 originally aired april 13th 1997 written by ron hage house uh directed dominic pulcino uh, finished 43rd in the ratings. Nielsen rating of 8.1, approximately 7.9 million viewing households. The fourth highest rated show on Fox that week following The X-Files, King of the Hill, and Beverly Hills, 90210. Number four, woo! Number four. Uh, I mean, I mean, I three of those, uh, uh, two of those three shows are good. That's true. Uh, the chalkboard gag, a fire jill does not demand a fire. Well, that uh, that that can be disputed. That's a good chalkboard gag. Also, this is, I believe, the first one this season. There's been no other chalkboard gags because every episode hasn't. This has been this episode came up short, so they had to fill time. So you got a full intro, That's weird, full chalkboard gag, and of course the couch gag. Uh, couch gag is the family is uh uh going to the couch. Grandpa's asleep. They fold up Grandpa on the couch. Nah, it's just like real life that I've done several times. They sit on him. I I would. The machinery inside fold-out couches seems not hospitable to human life. You're correct. It is not. Okay, good. Just making sure. Uh, the episode <laughs> guest stars Frank Welker as Laddie. Of course. Yeah. I, Megatron himself. Frank Welker, yeah, he does many, many, many voices in many, 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 many shows. Uh, also very famous. And for never a human. You know, very famous for doing many animal voices. Um, he does Nibbler. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Frank Welker role is Nibbler, but well, yeah. Apparently, he's uh, time he actually gets to uh, you know talk. Yeah, he emote in a certain way. Uh, he is also apparently very expensive. But I mean, he's I, you know, I imagine so. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the episode begins with the Simpsons getting mail, uh, and we get the Simpsons mail and see what they all receive. <laughs> bells, bells. Ooh, a free sample of gasoline. Mm. A note from Publishers Clearinghouse saying we're out of the running. Look, Lisa, you got something. Oh, Foreign Language Institute. Oh, my German verb wheel. Ich esse, er ist, wir essen. When, when, ich bin hungrig. Homer, this is yours. Yes, my precious cartoons. <laughs> Poop, I'm <dazzled. laughs> Oh, how come I never get any mail? I'm sorry, honey. Here, you can have the junk mail. Gas your termites, freeze your termites, zap your termites, save the termites. Hello. Dear occupant, 
Because of your fine credit history, you have been pre-approved for a money bank charge card. Ooh, baby. Okay, let's see now. Occupation, hmm, butt doctor. <laughs> Income, whatever I finds, I keeps. <laughs> name, hmm, name, name. My name is Santa's Little Helper. Which, with Bart's terrible handwriting, will turns into Santa's El Helper. I mean, I don't, I'm not necessarily going to blame Bart's handwriting on this. There's, I, I'm assuming the people who are processing, like, the many, many, many credit card applications all at once are probably working at an incredible, incredible pace and are just, like, trying to, you know, data, data entry as fast as they possibly can. So, you know. True. We learned a lot about, I, I, they, they, apparently they purposely constructed this scene because they wanted, they wanted to look at the Simpsons mail. They had a fun idea for Simpsons mail scene, so that's what they did. Uh, The cartoons is uh, reminiscent of Ed Roth illustrations, Uh, so Homer's a fan, apparently. You know, the the, uh, the drag race, rat fink style uh, uh, cartoons that people, if you see them, you understand what they are immediately. Uh, Lisa's German verb wheel is great. I really enjoy that. That's important to learn your German verbs. Yeah, of course. Also, they... I feel like that's a subtle. I don't know if that's a subtle joke or not, but the them getting the publisher's clearinghouse sending them mail saying they're not eligible. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fantastic. I, I think this is. I don't know. This kind of squarely is set. This feels very much like a throwback episode to me. Throwback in what way? It. I don't know. It's set in a era like the early seasons of the show. We're very much concerned with, oh, the Simpsons have a budget and they can't spend a lot of money. They're a, a lower middle class family. Uh, they're, they, you know, they, they, they pay attention to Homer's job status and, and, and how the, the, uh, the household works like in a real day-to-day, real, real day-to-day sense. Like it, they don't, it's not going crazy. They don't, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of recent episodes that have kind of ignored all of that. I mean, like Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show. Homer just gets randomly gets a job as doing a voice like, and it's not, Homer was the 18th Amendment. He's a boot. Like, they just, like, you know, the, the crazier aspects of the episodes that I certainly like, but are very different than the sh- where the show was in the second or third season, especially the first season. I can see that. Uh, like you said, this season is, is really heavy on the fantastical elements, and this is a little more down to earth, and I kind of like it. Uh, I like when things are, especially TV shows, are often given restrictions that they, not, they don't normally have. Uh, and in this case, Especially the past few seasons, that that's how this works, and yeah. it, it it really shows. It works very well. Yeah, and and like, and I mean, mostly it's just like Bart getting a credit card and then having to actually literally pay for the costs of you know running up these bills that he can't he can't pay. And uh, Bart's job is a butt doctor. It's an important job. That's true. That's really why they give him the credit card. They're like, well, he didn't put an income, but butt doctor, he, he has to get a lot of money. He's a doctor. Went to med school. Uh, also, this was a married with children episode, basically. Where the dog got yes. a credit card, but we're gonna I, we're gonna touch on that in the news group uh, discussion a little bit. Uh, Bart's social security number, at least in the application, is one two three four five six seven eight nine. Solid. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure they looked it up and totally ran a credit report. Mm-hmm, totally. Absolutely. Uh, but not was it six to eight weeks later? We get a, a little uh, title card saying that, and Bart gets his credit card in the mail to a Santos L. Halper. He immediately goes to the comic book store. Um, comic book guy realizes Bart Simpson's 
doesn't can't shouldn't be using a credit card called sent from Santos El Helper. Although to be fair, that's where I would go. My first stop. Well, true. I mean, if if, if you, uh, basically the first place I would go would be you know Amazon and Newegg and just you know get a whole bunch of stuff delivered uh, because it's a little easier that way. But if in person, the only like real shop I would go to would probably be a comic book shop. Although I would kind of feel bad if it ends up that the comic book shop would get back charged on a uh, you know fake credit card. I isn't it though the credit card companies just end up paying for it and the. Uh no, uh, if it's a false card and the well, the uh, card's not false. Company, that's true. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, the credit card company will backcharge the merchant's account. So basically, if you do this, you're screwing pretty much everybody. But with Amazon and Newegg and all those websites, they'll actually would they actually process? I mean, yes, I guess they would. They wouldn't do anything, you know, if they have a valid address and it matched all the address and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's what Bart, I mean, when Bart gets rejected, he just goes to basically what that is in, what would that be in the day? And that's the mail order catalog, which is really, I really like the name of the mail order catalog, the covet house. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> uh, but he orders kind of everything in there uh, and uh, gives it all to the family. Mom, this is for you. 15 pounds of Vancouver smoked salmon here. Smell it. Oh, Bart, you didn't have to do that. And for Homer... Wow, a golf shirt with my corporate logo on it. Oh, it smells like salmon, too. Thanks, boy. And for the college-bound, 500 Stay Alert capsules. Wow, trucker's choice. That is so sweet. Bart, where did you get all this stuff? Let me answer that question with... Cookware! A frying pan radio? Wow. and lamps, killing rugs. You can't afford this. How can you afford this? Ah, you've been all edgy and suspicious ever since I gave you those pep pills. What are you talking about? I don't need pep pills to be suspicious. If I want to comment on it, I'll comment on it. Who's going to stop me? You pep pill boy? Pep boys, pills, Beverly Sills. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I got to stop taking those pills again. You think you're so... I love Lisa on caffeine pills. It is the best. It sounds like me. <laughs> I don't know if that's caffeine. I... It's it's the late nineties. You're probably getting like a legal speed, like a Fedrin or something like that. Probably. It's probably like a a, a low key speed al- alternative. Nowadays, it probably it would just be caffeine pills. But I think you know they were still you could still get the you know uppers legal uppers basically. Uh, but Bart- legal, legal uppers are important. Darn it. I yeah I'm I'm drinking one right now. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, but I have a question for you, Matt. Can you oh, okay. I- can you identify the song that Marge was listening to on the frying pan radio? Uh, no, no clue. You really got me by the Kinks. Kinks are a great band. Uh, Bart is playing. I heard also- that name. Bart has a pachinko machine. I- I'm surprised they're selling pachinko machines in a Western catalog, but whatever. Uh, well, you know, I feel like the Covet House catalog is one of those catalogs that has weird stuff from all over. Kind of like the Sharper Images. I'm pretty sure you could get a Pachinko machine in a Sharper Image catalog in the 90s because uh, they, they pulled it in from all over the place. That's probably true. Uh, so Bart has ordered mostly everything, I guess, in the catalog, but he still hasn't ordered 
the world's best dog. Whoa! The crowning achievement of the dog maker's art. This limited edition collie comes fully trained by Major Jonas Fong, A-L-B-D-A. Only 800 will be bred. Quite possibly the world's best dog. Hundred bucks. I better just get one. <laughs> well, look at Bart being frugal. How if you ordered like three of them? Are they all called Laddie? Do they all look the same? Uh, I assume they would all look the same or similar because they're probably all collies and everything. But he hasn't learned the dog's name is Laddie until it pops out, and then there's a card in his collar. So they would probably all have similar names. So Laddie two. Or Laddie 3, or Laddie with uh, a Y at the end, or Laddie or Lady, if it ends up being a girl. Lassie. Wait a minute. Now it makes sense. <laughs> Don't you, Do we want to get sued? Well, probably not. Okay. Although, if they come after us, we have no money. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Laddie, later, in, uh, in a bit, I guess, appears just in a box in a crate. That doesn't seem good for a dog, but whatever. Uh, he appears, immediately goes and gra- gathers fruit uh, for Bart, because that's what I guess he's instructed to do. It's very specific. Uh, he's, a, uh, he's a very handsome dog. Very good-looking dog. Indeed. It's, he's probably one of those dogs that cost a ton and was trained for years. Well, he cost $1,200. That's a pretty pricey dog. No, it's really not. That's actually an extremely cheap price for a dog. I mean, when, we, when my dad bought uh, his bulldog in the 90s, that was... Almost $1,000, and that was just a bulldog. I mean, the only thing special about it was it was, you know, AKC registered. I mean, to have a dog that's trained to do all this stuff would probably cost in the tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, even today, buying a purebred collie is probably well over $1,200 with no training at all. $1,800 in today's dollars is what Laddie would cost. Yeah, he would cost a lot more than that. It's a mail order catalog. They they did a bunch of them. That's how they got that. They got the price. It's down. like Master Op in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Santa's little helper is immediately forgotten by Bart. He immediately is, Bart is, I guess, enraptured by Laddie? Well, he's a, he's a handsome dog. He is quite a handsome dog, and he's very impressive. Uh, and the family meets him, and are they're impressed. He's so smart. And so handsome. Bart, I just love him. Hi, Marge. Hi, Santa's little helper. Hi, kid. Hey, that's not Santa's little helper. That's Laddie. Bart says he won him at a church carnival two towns over. In a truth-telling contest, right, Bart? Uh, to the best of my recollection, yes. Wow, I gotta start going to church. What do you got for me, boy? Hey, this says we should feed him lots of eggs and olive oil to ensure a glossy coat. Oh, yeah. A dog like this you have to feed every day. He's trained to do all sorts of stuff. He can herd sheep and perform CPR. Some call it the dog that never sleeps, though it actually does, while jogging. Jeez, that dog has more education than I do. He's some kind of super dog. Hey, where'd he go? That is an impressive dog. I I know, the whole CPR thing. I wish I could sleep while I was uh, jogging. I I get a lot more done. Uh, You know what? All right, time to go to bed. I'm going out for my eight-hour jog. Be in a lot better shape that way. You'd wake up and your feet would hurt. Uh, not if you get good shoes. I don't. I guess we. Should, I don't. My feet are. I have bad feet, Matt. I think. I. I almost everyone has bad feet. I'm one of the few lucky people to have semi-normal feet, and my feet never actually hurt after running. I think mostly my back. Everything hurts after I run. Uh, 
Laddie uses the, he's, Laddie is toilet trained, which is incredibly. That's a I, I that's a, a a gag that I just doesn't get got old to me. The I, he just disappears <laughs> and he comes out of the toilet. It's just uh, just wonderful. Uh, but before even the family can really get, I guess, too used to Laddie being around, uh, the deck collectors keep come calling, which I would, I mean, I guess it has, it's been weeks because that stuff takes all that time long to deliver. Right. So yes, they would, I would assume that, yeah, they haven't got paid in a couple months at this point. So they want to be paid. Bart doesn't have any money because he's a 10 year old boy. And yeah, I do like Laddie closing his phone for him. He's like, no, isn't it great? <laughs> Laddie's just like, no, don't. This is Laddie is the smartest person on the show immediately. Well, yeah, I mean that, that's kind of the point. Of, like, I it's funny. Our uh, listener question this week is immediately a hundred percent appropriate. I'm about to change my answer after this episode. It's, it's Laddie. Yeah, he's most competent. Uh, but the, basically, Bart ignores the debt collectors, which you can do for a while. Uh, <laughs> most of the time. And uh, sometimes. sometimes, but he comes, uh, he, he's out walking Laddie, uh, he comes back and, uh, the repo men are there. The re- is it, it, is it officially branded repo depot? I believe so. I believe we do see a truck with okay. a logo on it. Uh, and they're taking everything that Bart bought at, uh, the Bart, all the things Bart bought in the catalog. However, instead of taking back Laddie, Bart basically gives them Santa's little helper. Mom and Dad aren't home, are they? No, they went for a walk with the Flanders. Bart, what's going on? Why are those repo guys taking all your stuff? The dog and I got a credit card and... Credit card? Oh, I knew you are up to no good. Okay, so I committed a little mail fraud. Haven't I been punished enough? Hey, stop! You can take back the bassinet, but the baby's ours! And the last item is one $1,200 dog. Is that him? <laughs> Well, is he the dog or isn't he? Yeah, that's him, all right. Sorry, boy. I didn't plan this. It just sort of happened. No, not... I'm... I'm Santa's little helper. They took him. They did. They took they totally him. Did. They took Santa's little helper. That's very sad. They took him. That's very sad. And he doesn't understand. Poor uh, Santa's little helper has no idea. Yeah, he's pretty dumb. He doesn't. Uh, that's the only solace I kind of take in all of this. Is that Santa's little helper is so stupid that he kind of doesn't really realize any of what's happening. Mm, runs he, in another dog. I'm not <laughs> sure which one. I have to think about it. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder which dog you could be thinking of. Perhaps your mm. your completely stupid dog. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I, what? I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why are Marge and Homer going on a walk with the Flanderses? I that seemed a little weird, right? That seems like a thing that would never happen. Of all the things that are happening in this episode, I could buy into the super intelligent super dog, but <laughs> the Homer going on like Marge. Okay, she. I would. She could do it. Mm-hmm. Homer, a walk. Okay, one, a walk. Yeah, Homer doesn't seem like the walking type, the sitting type, perhaps. Yeah, sitting, and then a walking with Flanders. That's just wrong, man. It's weird. It's wrong. I would. Why can I could have bought it if it was like Lenny and Carl? Maybe they went on a walk with maybe Lenny and Carl, true. and then they would be drinking while they did it. 
Yeah. Maybe they're may, that what they told Homer is we're going on a walk. To, we're going to walk to Moe's. But then they don't, and they just they just do get him to get it. <laughs> it's all it's all plot. Marge, uh, Lenny, and Carl are worried about Homer's health, so they get him to go on a walk. Makes sense. This is the beginning. This is the, uh, probably the cold open to a future Simpsons episode. Uh, but with Sansa Helper being repossessed instead of Laddie, we go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, the family is sitting at the table, uh, just you know having their normal breakfast. Except Homer's wearing a tie very suspiciously, and uh, apparently it is to impress Laddie. Uh, Marge also, after questioning Homer about his sartorial choices, uh, then puts on lipstick to also impress Laddie. You got it. It's he's got to impress your dog. He's he's that kind of he cuts that kind of figure, Matt. Where you just want to <laughs> you want to be your best around him. He's inspiring. It's true. Uh, it actually inspires them to take him to a walk. Uh, to a park that they never take Santa's little helper to because crowds give him gas. <laughs> oh. Which is totally the thing I can see Santa's little helper doing. Uh, I, I mean, it's just it's well, obvious. That's how that would go. He's outside at a dog park. I think it's okay if he if he's gassy. Oh, yeah, tr- totally. There's no, That's not a reason not to bring him, but I can see Santa's little helper getting gas in a crowd. <laughs> Uh, uh, but the family has a whole bunch of fun. Everyone is super impressed by Laddie. They meet Kent Brockman, who has a collie uh, who has been fixed but needs a little, uh, you know, attention. Uh, which, you know, I'm sure I'm sure dogs need that uh, when they've been fixed, but whatever. Uh, Laddie was also apparently in Skull and Bones with Mr. Burns. Uh, you know, obviously the best breeding uh, it, you, to be part of all the cool clubs. Uh, Laddie's I, able I, to catch a frisbee. Uh, uh, well, Sorry. you're not supposed to say the name aloud, Matt. What skull and bones? If you're a member, you a members aren't supposed to say it ever. Really, really that's interesting. That's I, that's a fact that I learned. Rainbow. The more you know, don't. If you were in Skull and Bones, no one you don't say Skull and Bones. You don't. You don't. You don't. You know, it's like Fight Club. Yeah. First rule: Skull and Bones is uh, minimum income one billion dollars a year. Rule number two: Don't talk about it. R- rule number three: Hey, here's our secret handshake. Yeah, there you go. Uh, rule number four, take off your pants. It's time for your induction. Uh-huh. All right, that's enough rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so Laddie can catch a Frisbee. Uh, he can also throw a Frisbee, which is unusual for a dog. I really – Homer getting hit in the face with a Frisbee is very good. It really is one of the best parts of this episode. And there are many, especially in this act. Uh, everyone loves Laddie. Uh, Bart, however, is starting to realize that he actually loves Santa's little helper, maybe even a little more than Laddie. Uh, but luckily he has Milhouse there to cheer him up. Play, Bart. Laddie's the best dog in the world. He's nothing like your old dog. Santa's little helper? Guess I was the only one who loved him. You got that right. Remember the time he ate my goldfish and you lied to me and said I never had any goldfish? But why'd I have the bowl, Bart? Why did I have the bowl? Yeah, he was a great dog. <laughs> he sure was. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Why did he have the bowl? Uh, I don't know. This is, this is, I don't know. It's very sad. I don't know if it's just, I don't remember this being such a kind of a sad episode, but it, it, on the back, on the, on the coming off of grade school confidential, you have another kind of like, oh, your dog is gone. And like, it's, well, it's, it's an exploration of, you know, a boy's relationship with his dog. And now, even though neither of them are winners, uh, they win together. Yeah, I mean it's it. I mean they've kind of touched on this stuff before, uh, with with Bart and Sansel Helper. But I mean and this is putting a little different spin on it. You know we have a, a basically a a, a super, far superior dog that almost everyone 
thinks is much better in almost every way. I mean, literally the scene where uh, Bart gives away Sales the Helper, he is tearing up stuff. So it's not like Sales the Helper is a great dog in any way, but it's just Bart is a misfit, and so is Sales the Helper, and there is a reason they're like they get along because they're of the made. They're cut from the same cloth, so to speak, and it, it's just. I don't know, it, it, this reminds me of Bart Gets an F in a certain way, where, like, we hmm. get raw emotion from Bart, and it just doesn't happen very often, and this is, like, clearly, like, Bart is actually upset. Interesting. I, I can definitely see that. Uh, it's basically, you know, Bart learning to have an emotional depth that he doesn't normally have, which is surprisingly absent in a lot of Bart episodes. I mean, there's a few out there. Um, trying to think of another example. Can you think of any... Of oh of uh Bart I mean Bart the Bart the mother, Bart the mother that's a good one. Um, um Marge be not proud. That's a good Bart Lisa one. Yeah, Marge be not proud. It's gotta be oh a uh, Bart versus Thanksgiving also uh, a good one. Yeah, but they usually end up being good ones because Bart is the kind of character who doesn't have that normally, and and watching someone develop that actually makes you feel good about yourself and the character, uh, which is unusual in TV a lot of time for some reason. But the Simpsons have it work well here. Absolutely. Indeed. Uh, next up, Bart regrets that. Regrets giving uh, Sam's little helper up. He basically goes home and looks at a whole bunch of pictures of, you know, why he uh, – things that him and Sam's little helper did. And he's – basically feels he has betrayed Sam's little helper and moved him off to a fate that is terrible. Captain, can't we go any faster? I greatly fear we shan't be in Wimbledon by noonfall. No worries, madam. Lumley, shovel on more dogs, won't you? Aye, aye. More dogs! More dogs! In we go. Yeah, that's not too likely. But still. But still. That is incredibly <laughs> grotesque. That is super creative. That that is a Bart thing to do. Throwing dogs into a coal engine or a, a steamship or whatever is just awful. Uh, you also the, the just right after that he looks out the window and there's a like a the horn from a ship blows at the same time. <laughs> and apparently they were going to include uh, uh uh someone yelling more dogs and it, they cut it because they thought it was a little too dark. Yeah, that's 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 pretty dark right there. That's that's Rick and Morty level dark. I my I would hmm, that's lower. I don't know. It seems it feels even more like darker, lower than that. It's not that's because that's not really like super creative. It's just very like grotesque. That's true. It's just like, that's not real, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I do like the little nod Bart's like, that's no, that's. I'm being a little melodramatic here, but still, it's still, he's still like, it's a good representation of where Bart is, at least mentally. That's true. Uh, The next day, Bart has given up his pining for now. Uh, Laddie requires Bart to take him for a walk, which apparently he indicates by bringing them cards, which are non-transferable, of course. And it's number, they're numbered for for some reason. It's number 41. I'm like, does once you get to 900, you have to order new cards. Oh, I see. Uh, Oh, it's it's part of the ongoing. That's where (laughs) they see. That's where they get the money back, Matt. See that? That's why he's so cheap. It's it's yeah. By these special cards, you have to. Well, he you have to get the cards for him. Uh, Laddie only he only works like that frisbee. 
that Homer threw for him is a very is specific Laddie specific frisbee, and uh, they fall apart after you know a month. So you have to buy new Laddie specific frisbees. Uh, you only so, you have so to use premium model. You have to, exactly. You have to. You, it's microtransactions uh, for Laddie. He's a he he has a bunch of DLC you can add on. Uh, uh, of course, his leash is only a Laddie leash. You have to buy the Laddie leash. You can't get a normal leash. He won't respond to it. He was trained with a very specific leash. Of course. So as long as you have the super dog, you're also paying out, you know, whatever amount of money per month to, to, to uh, he his that olive oil and the uh, you know his food is it's a very specific brand that you only of course, can buy. Special food. You can only buy from the from the Covet House. Indeed, my goodness, this is this is getting weird. But okay, what are you talking about? Fair enough. What are you talking about? This is a uh-huh. I I think I got let's see I need a new business model I think where you can rent so, like, you can rent you, you give away dogs and you have to but you have to buy special things for them. No, I would say you uh, I I will let you rent dogs and here are all these items you can buy to please this dog while you rent him or her. Fair enough. You can have this beautiful this beautiful uh this let's see um. A great Dane. You can rent sounds a great. Like, sounds like the dog version of Neko Atsumi. Neko Atsumi. Real money instead of fish. Neko Atsumi. Neko Atsumi. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. However you want to pronounce it. it. It's, I think that's the right way. But yeah. No. At least. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, I, you gotta make money, man. You gotta pay them bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. Anyway, <laughs> uh, while they're out on their walk, uh, Letty hears a fire going on and runs away to save uh, Baby Gerald, uh, because who knows what trouble Baby Gerald's going to get into next. Bart is nonplussed at best. He's very tired of having to deal with all this. Like, Lottie's a great dog, but he just he takes more work than Bart is willing to put into it. Uh, luckily, uh, Chief Wiggum is there to take him off Bart's hands. Can we go home? Laddie saved the day, Simpson. Pie, we sure could use a dog like that on the farm. Why don't you guys take him? I thought he was the right dog for me, but I guess I made a mistake. Really? No fooling? Ah, oh, gee, thanks, mister. We'll take real good care of him, and we'll play with him every day. Honest. <laughs> yep, there you go. Bar just gives the dog away, which, uh... I don't know that I could ever give away a dog. Like even my dog, who's who's you know dumb as a post and a jerk a lot of the time. I could never give her away unless something crazy happened. I th- or at the very least, I knew that the person would be a great dog parent. I think it. I agree with you, and for the most part. However, if I had Laddie, I think in this case you're actually basically bolstering the police force with someone who's intelligent. That's definitely true. <laughs> I like he Vladdy is immediately the best police officer they have and like it's really not you're not really giving Laddie like yeah theoretically you're giving Laddie to Wiggum and the police but really you're basically just like hey Laddie is such a powerful force we should probably our police force is terrible we should I this is a great use of Laddie and Laddie basically doesn't need a person at all to take care of himself. He is he's able to I I, I like Laddie is so so smart that I would basically say, "Hey, Laddie, here's your house. You live by yourself now." Laddie, I would like, yeah, Laddie doesn't need a owner, and I would say it's really more Laddie is now taking care of Chief Wiggum. Honestly, you know that's a good point. Uh, Wiggum needs someone to take care of him really badly, and I'm not sure if he saved Baby Gerald. That's true. Uh, maybe Baby Gerald caused it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm thinking Baby Gerald might have. "Quote unquote," accidentally started that fire. 
Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's the mortal enemy of Maggie, and Maggie is 100% a force of good. Makes sense. I like it. It's terrifying, but I like it. I mean, so I'm saying that, I'm saying that Laddie saved Baby Gerald, but that I'm I, Baby Gerald set that fire. More than likely, I uh, like that the meme kid. You hear someone screaming for help. That is not a baby doing yelling help. Okay, that's someone is in danger. That's not a baby. Well, maybe it was Baby Gerald's mom. After he set the fire, she Baby Gerald had to be. Baby Gerald was trying to kill his mom. I think. Well, you know, Baby Gerald's first name is Damien. So hey, is it? Yeah, Damien Gerald. I think you're making this up, Matt. No, I, I'm serious. You just I heard you laugh. I heard a laughter there. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> that I could get you. <laughs> I, I'm, I know you. Mm-hmm. So the Springfield Police Department is now 100% more competent than they were before. Makes sense. Yeah. I like it. So we, we solved that dilemma. Uh, but when Bart gets home, uh, the Homer is basically upset. Uh well, to be fair, they go to feed Laddie, uh, a.k.a. have Laddie lick all the mess off of the baby because that's how you clean up things in a household with a dog. You yell for the dog and make the dog look it up, and then you do a minor clean on it, just, just the way things work in a doghouse. Uh, but uh, the family, when Bart tells them that uh, Laddie is not coming back, is upset. Daddy? Uh, Dad, Laddie's not coming. I gave him away. What's the matter, Bart? Weren't you happy with him? No, it just wasn't the right dog for me. I'm sure he'll be happy as a police dog. You better know how to keep his mouth shut. Well, if that's what you think is best, let's just go down to the kennel and get Santa's little helper back. Uh, we can't. He's not in a kennel. I gave him away, too, and I don't know where he is. You gave both dogs away? You know how I feel about giving. I'm sorry. I know it's wrong. I messed everything up, and now I don't have any dogs at all. There, there. Shut up, boy. We'll just get you a new dog. I don't want a new dog. I want Santa's little helper. Well, crying isn't going to bring him back, unless your tears smell like dog food. So you can either sit there crying and eating can after can of dog food until your tears smell enough like dog food to make your dog come back, or you can go out there and find your dog. You're right. I'll do it. Rats. You almost had him eating dog food. <laughs> oh, poor Homer. You almost had him. You almost had Bart that time. Now, now. Shut up, boy. <laughs> this, I would, like, that's a... You know how I feel about giving. Yeah, it's, it's, this is, uh, uh, the rest of the family is barely involved in this episode. They're kind of hanging on, you know, on the, on the periphery, but they don't really do anything. This is, uh, like, solidly a Bart episode, and I would say, you know... Marge and Bart Homer are a little too trusting of Bart just going, yeah, I gave our new dog away and our old dog is gone. Uh, but it like, um, I, I, can you do this? All right. I still I still like it because it it's it's still it puts everything that is done on Bart's shoulders. You know, Bart is the one making the decisions here. He's not doing anything because his parents told him this is what you should be doing. This is the right thing to do. Make up for it. It is Bart deciding on his own on his own self that to go no i need to get my dog back i've made this mistake i need to fix it and yeah and for once like we said this is a definitely a bart emotional development episode and it works Uh, at this point we see bart realizing what's actually truly important to him as we go to a commercial good i like it matt that was a good one Mm. Uh, but bart looks is is searching 
for Lottie. He he goes to the repo depot who says they sold it to a guy in a dress. Uh, Bart's first instinct is Patty. It is not Patty. What did Selma was? She swallowed a band aid. That's what. Oh, what? Yeah, that's 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 really, even if it's your own band aid, that's, that's pretty gross. Bad. But oh, oh that's I, I don't care if it's like a fresh band aid. That's still oh, the thought of that. Yeah. Oh. That's not good. Uh, but, uh, he, his next step is to check, uh, to, 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 to check the only man he knows who wears the dress, and that is, uh, Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, I put your mutt, and I ate him. <laughs> I ate his little face, I ate his guts, and I ate the way he's always barking. So I gave him to the church. Oh, I see. You hate him, so you gave him to the church. Hey, I also ate the mess he left on my rug. You heard me? <laughs> <clears throat> yep. No. You heard me. You heard me. Uh, so Bart checks out the church. They uh got also got rid of Santa's Little Helper because Santa's Little Helper is a bad dog. Not, well, he's, yes. He's not a good dog. He pees. He peed in the holy water. It's not. He probably. That's not. Probably not encouraged in a church. Uh, they Bart thought that they crucified him very briefly. I don't. Again, a lot of horrific imagery in this episode. Yeah, yeah, a lot uh, of things that you don't want to happen to dogs. Violence, yeah, a lot of violence against dogs, and I think it's it's in like you know it's the it's the whole Futurama Jurassic Bark thing where it's like hey it's oh. an, it's an easy don't, don't just just don't yeah, yeah oh, there's no, a, and no, I mean no. there, I could reference a million other. A million other movies and TV shows and books and stories about dogs and how it's easy to get. It doesn't matter what the dog like. It's just really easy to like hook in because dogs are pretty sympathetic figures in general. Even the dumbest, worst dogs are still like, oh, poor dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but they find a the Reverend Lovejoy just gives the address to the dude who got the dog. Like that's I don't know a little. I would say a little forthcoming. A little bit of privacy, yeah. But it's, I, I mean, it's Reverend Lovejoy. I mean, Reverend Lovejoy for you. Reverend Lovejoy is married to the town gossip. I'm pretty sure he's just like, everyone knows everything. I, I thought that's how this town worked. And to be fair, I'm, I can't also be upset about uh, Santa's Little Helper peeing in the holy water because <laughs> Lovejoy purposely was like walking his dog around and having the dog uh, do business on Flanders Yard. Exactly. That jerk. Yeah. So, receipt. Receipt delivered. But, uh, we, 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 uh, see where the dog is gone and it is, uh, the same address as the National Lampoon. Mr. Really? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mitchell's address is the same as the National Lampoon. I can see that. Uh, Bart is gonna, he's gonna do his normal kind of acting sad sob story for the, the guy, but the guy opens the door and hey, he's a blind man. And even Bart. Yeah, Bart, how could you? God. And, well, even Bart is like taken aback for, he's like, uh oh. I'm not. I'm not prepared for this situation. He sees Hansel Helper. He knows him. That, he knows he's there. Uh, so he goes back and makes a plan to get Hansel Helper back. So that's my plan. I'm gonna break into the blind man's yard and swipe the dog. Mm. Bart, that is a new low. Hey, I'm not saying it's gonna be a dance around the maypole. Well, I won't tell mom and dad, but only because I want the dog back. Just try not to freak out the blind man. I can't promise I'll try, but I'll try to try. <laughs> can't try. promise i'll try but i'll try to try That's I, what I, say I, oft, I often try to try you know and sometimes it works sometimes uh sometimes not always bart <laughs> bart has he uh, bart is prepared i i guess for situations like this 
He seems to have the necessary equipment already. Uh, Bart, of course, has these tools. I mean, Bart is a, a Hellraiser. He probably has his line that he sells to the other kids. That's the, the Little Bastard brand, I believe, is his is his chosen brand. That's true. Uh, I, I feel like at this time Bart would have come out with his own brand of things like that. He has his own clock tampering kit. Uh, he has his own, uh, you know, cyber warfare suite in this day and age. I'm sure that'll come up in a, in a Bart will become some kind of cyber criminal in a future episode. Is it, is yeah, it, not, I mean, I would say Lisa is more of the hacker hacking type, honestly, but she's white. True, hat. but Bart probably employs, you know, are we doing little Russian? Oh, oh so it. are we doing Bart versus Lisa white hat versus black hat hacking in a future episode? Hmm. I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. I'll throw it on so the file. It's a free idea of Simpsons writers listening. Um, <laughs> so Bart shows up to the, the blind man's house and, uh, the, uh Sansa Hopper's inside, not in the backyard, which, you know, I applaud the the Mr. Mitchell uh for not locking his his dog out outside during the, during the night. He gets to sleep inside. It's very nice. Also also he's kind of Bart uh does he he then goes through the doggy door into the man's house. Uh they have a, a, a they they reunite. However, Sansa Hopper's so excited, he barks, he wakes up the blind man, uh Mr. Mitchell and decides to, they try and escape, but Sansa, Bart and Sansa Helper are not necessarily good at thinking on their feet, uh, especially Sansa Helper, and uh, they are kind of they get trapped, uh, and, and Bart, in his rush, gets locked in a closet instead of leaving out the front door, which was he was he tried to do. Uh, Bart's a smart fella. He's a, yeah, he I, he doesn't know the house. It's not his fault, really. Um, I mean, it's his fault that he broke into some guy's a blind man's house to her and yeah, steal his right. dog, <laughs> but. They, uh, the, the blind man basically posts up outside, uh, the closet and calls the police. Uh, Bart makes a plea, uh, calls on the mercy of the court, so to speak. I hope you're having a good time in there, cause the police will be here any minute. No, mister, please, I'm just a kid. I, I, I only came to get my dog back. Your dog? <laughs> and I miss him so much, and I know you like him, but I like him too, and he was mine first, and I know I don't deserve him, but... So what this comes down to is, you want a blind man to give up his only companion? Yes, please. Hmm. I'll tell you what, why don't we let the dog decide? Come, come on, on, Sprinkles! Little here, Sprinkles! Come on. I'm sorry. Right here! Come here! Oh, I'm blind! Oh. Come to the blind man! Come on! Come to the blind man! Come on! Sprinkles, I need you more! Come on! I give you a nice name, Sprinkles! Come here! Come on, Sprinkles! Come on! Come on! Sounds like you won. Congratulations. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. Uh, so Bart gets his dog back. To and now the blind man doesn't have a dog anymore. <laughs> oh, poor blind man! But don't worry, don't worry. Things get better for the blind man, Dude, and then get much, much worse. I was gonna say, I really like this. Is a, a a really nice fake out, I guess, because uh, the police show up and Laddie mm-hmm. shows up, and you go immediately like, oh, of course, the blind man will get Laddie, and like that's that feels like the right happy ending. Uh, but instead, uh, we find out that Laddie is a true police officer and a true narc. <laughs> okay, boy, that's enough. That's that's not for doggies. Don't. <laughs> oh, jeez. Marijuana. Well, I guess he didn't like you after all. He just smelled your narcotics. Fuck him, boys. Hold on, Chief. It might be medicinal. Oh, yeah, me- medicinal. I, without it, I could, uh... 
go even blinder, right? Uh, this might take a while, kid. Why don't you and your buddy run along? Bye, laddie. Come on, boy. Let's go home and have some fun, huh? That cat's been strutting around like she owns the place. Uh, and then we get a, a long outro of Jammin' by Bob Marley, uh, sung by Chief Wiggum and Lou. Because Chief Wiggum really loves this song. I, he really does. Um, I does the Do they arrest the blind man? You know, they don't say. I don't uh, think. You know, he, he's white, so probably not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he, we don't see him go. He's not, like, put in a police car, and more policemen show up. You know they're having a well, they're yeah, gonna, they're, they're going to have a party house. They're going to have a party there apparently, uh, but I, I I presume they're just going to be partying with the blind man. Let's hope so. I That's mean, a, it's, it's medicinal after all. They wouldn't yeah. take away a man's medicinal marijuana. Yeah, exactly. It's for his eyes. He could have glaucoma. I mean, that's a legitimate medical marijuana use, although pretty much anything involving pain relief these days is ripe for med- medical Ma- marijuana use. I'm going to – you can – if you live in a, the right state, Matt, all you have to do is have a Skype phone call with of someone and you immediately are given a card. Exactly. Hopefully this will reduce opioid use because that's just be, depressing. I, yes. I, I, I 100% – Speaking of depressing endings to an episode <laughs> – well, the episode's not. Dep- I mean, there's no depressing ending. Bart gets his dog back. Uh, the blind man gets to party. Uh, I think it's it's fine. I think it's it's a it's a it is a little bit of a weird ending for this episode. I think is the thing. It's just it feels very much like yeah, we're going on this emotional journey with Bart, and he finally gets his dog back, and then we kind of just get like, hey, weed party ending. I'm like, okay, all right, it's it's fine. Uh, it's yeah, just it's. It's it's like they had a, they needed an extra joke to go out on. Like, hey, this episode is still coming up short no matter what we do. We've already thrown in a chalkboard gag. What can we use for an extra minute? Yeah, and also I think they don't want it to be too maudlin. I think they want it to be, yeah. you know, I, and they all, I mean, a lot of Simpsons episodes, very few of them actually end on very like, oh, that's, that's like, there's very few like heartbreaking or true emotional endings. You know, they do, you'll see that from time to time, but mostly it it ends with a big gag to try and dispel that and make it so not make it so saccharine they want it to be mostly funny and then have the the charming character stuff along with it um but i, I think this episode mostly I, I think the ending's a little weird but i still think the episode mostly delivers uh it's actually I, on this watch it felt almost a little too sad at times yeah, <laughs> yeah that's there were certain times where you just you look at what Bart was thinking and you're like, oh, my God, does a 10-year-old really think that? And yes, as someone who has been a 10-year-old, uh, your brain goes to weird places when it's developing, uh, especially when you know, you're feeling depressed for some particular reason. So it's it's sad and it makes you feel bad, but, you know, it gets better. Yeah, it's not – it doesn't go full Jurassic Park. I think that's a good no. thing. God. Oh, you know, it's funny. The first time Futurama came out and there was uh, Luck of the Friarish was one of the last episodes they put out in the original run. And I thought the end of that episode was sad, but it was sad in a good way. Like It made you feel better. And they made Jurassic Bark. And I wanted to stab the person who made that. I've watched it once and I will never, ever watch it again. It's a very, I mean, I was based on a true story, Matt. No, no, it's not. It, 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 it is. The, this, nah. There's a dog in China who did that. Nah, I don't think Waited so. on no. its. Okay, didn't know that didn't happen. Nope, never happened. That's made up? Okay, I understand. Every dog is adopted by a loving family. Nothing bad ever happens to dogs. Okay, good idea. I agree, 100%. Now, I think this episode's good. It's funny. It's well-written. Uh, it, it really, there's a lot of, like, every time you watch this episode, you're like, oh, right. 
the like the 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 lines Millhouse's why did I have the bowl Homer's <laughs> Homer's oh now now boy shut up that that kind of like it's just a lot of really clever and fun writing uh Laddie's a cool fun character you know he's no more ridiculous than any of the other characters we knew like weird some one-off characters we see I think Laddie shows up again right Laddie appears in later episodes, one, back, like a one-off, real quick background character. I mean, he doesn't have to talk really; he just appear, and it doesn't mean anything because he's just a dog. Um, it's good. I think this is squarely. Hey, I think this is a good episode. It is a very good episode. I, like you said, it's it's basically the Bart gets an F of this season, where you know something bad happens to Bart, and he has to you know reevaluate what is important to him. But it's still got enough jokes in it that I think it makes it a little less you know maudlin than Bart gets an F. But we will rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for my favorite episode. But if you do have a uh, favorite episode coming up, uh, send in an email, simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. Explain why it is your favorite, and I'll read it when we get there. Hey, Matt. Yes? Mm-hmm. It's time for the comments from the newsgroup. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the newsgroup as well. Comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons newsgroup. See what people were talking about week or two after an episode debuted what they thought of it primarily but you know other things here and there um it averaged out to be an average kind of b grade on this one that seems to keep happening that's like just what it's going to be from now on i mean yeah i i, I think it's just kind of like hey i some people really love this episode others were like eh, it's fine it's average it's okay and then it just kind of like there weren't any like i didn't see any worst episode ever or anything like that uh, i don't know there were complaints about re- repetition about them using a married with children plot theoretically and yeah. and i feel like that's that's a plot of almost every 90s show period it was oh because there was a big thing in the early 90s about dogs or people getting uh basically sending out credit card applications for absolutely anyone yeah so i mean that happened in real life so of course they're gonna make a tv show about it yeah i don't know it's i i think that we have at this point in the show season eight that that's a long time for a television show for most television Mm -hmm. shows most television shows do not last that long um so and it's it I, i think that they have reached a point where I don't know, like, you have been a fan of this thing for so long, and it has continued to change, and the people probably haven't changed that much, and what they want out of the show is something that's not realistic anymore. And I think you see that happen a lot in a lot of properties, where people get attached to it, and then they are often more attached to the feelings of nostalgia and uh, attached to what the show made them, how it made them feel when they first watch it more so than what the show actually was. You know, I, I don't know. Like, seasons two and seasons eight of The Simpsons are both very good, but they're very good for totally different reasons. And I don't think... I think some of these people have not moved on from that. Um, I, I don't know. It, it I, I think it, and that still applies to today's Simpsons, where I have to often remind myself that, like, I I can't... I, I shouldn't I shouldn't be weighing too too heavy on a today's Simpsons episode for something, you know, comparing it to a season six episode or something like that. You have to kind of try and weigh it independently of that. It's hard not to, but it, I, I think that reading these news groups have given me given me that perspective. 
Yeah, it's one of those things where you, you have to look at everything as if you were a new viewer. It's just like reading a sequel of a book. You have to look at it as somebody who, for some reason, decided to pick up the sequel to a book before the original. Uh, that's not always the case, but it always helps to view it in the eyes of somebody else. You know, empathy. It's a weird thing. And also, people complaining about reusing plots is not like there's really not that many plots. Like when you break down the elements of fiction, you know, you read about theory and in and, and writing and stuff like that. There's really it, it's all about execution. It's all about mashing up things in totally different new ways that, you know, establish ideas and then putting them in, in, in a new configuration, to make them seem fresh or presenting them in a different way. It's not always like, oh, like, of course. Yeah, there's been other Sam's Little Helper episodes and there's been other shows that have done this kind of idea with credit card. But The Simpsons kind of mixed it around enough to make it and often and also the comedy writing is spectacular so it doesn't really matter if they're reusing plot elements it that it's that like that's the thing that matters least to me when i'm watching a simpsons episode if they've done it before it's more if if they have something fresh on that same plot that's a problem if they, it doesn't feel fresh then yes that novelty is very important i think it's a thing that i'm realizing as i consume more and more fiction and media is something feeling new is vital. Uh, and I think that is more of a problem. It's vital and it's, it's rarer than you would hope. Yes, exactly. So like when things do sound, whenever, when, when something is new and, and feels fresh and, and exciting, that is genuinely like enthralling. And I think that's what, like, that's what the Simpsons was for a super long time. And so people really reacted, uh, uh kind of angrily whenever they thought it wasn't. And I think that explains a lot of people getting up, upset about, a second Sans, another Sans Little Helper episode with Bart. Of course, well, it's fine. It's okay. It's so good. It has Laddie in it. And Laddie's just the best. Laddie is the best. Um, but that's about it. A lot of trolls still in the news group. They've hit the point, uh, the saturation, I think, of the news group where now trolls are just fully engaged and like com- just every every week I'm reading is just, ugh, I got to get through all this junk. Yeah, that was right around the internet. started getting awful people onto it even more so. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what character is the most competent? Tons of tons of good answers. A lot of varied answers, and I really appreciate that. I, Whenever I use <laughs> – it's just what people – how people uh, interpret the questions always. I really like it. Uh, first from Abby. It's got to be Marge, especially in Home Sweet, Home Diddly Dum Doodly. She knows exactly what each one of her cha- charges needs. Ironically, it's her ultra competence that contributes to her, to her kids getting taken away. Uh, from Cody, Sherry, and Terry. In a show where so many characters are incompetent, you shouldn't look for a character with shining examples of competence, but instead look for the character that has shown the least foibles. <laughs> Just don't show any flaws, Matt. That's the secret. Uh, David Mo, he has to be a financial wizard, competently keeping a tavern open with four regulars that never actually pay any money, insurance scams, and spurts of success. Uh, John Wayland Smithers, no one else accomplishes twenty eight hundred jobs on a regular basis. Uh, from from Brian, jobs. It is a lot of jobs. From Brian Sideshow Mel, he may be a literal clown, but he is a damn fine clown, and he's intelligent to boot. Uh, from Gaspar Carl, never seen him mess up anything or live in squalor like Lenny. <laughs> Poor Lenny. Uh, from Justin, Frank Grimes, or Grimy, as he liked to be called. Frank Grimes was pretty, he was pretty competent. 
uh, from John, Johnny Two-Tone. It's clearly Matt as he's way ahead in the trivia competition. Oh, snap. I, I was, I knew, as soon as I put the question, I'm like, someone's going to, I knew someone's going to say <laughs> that. Uh, from Stu at Stu Chains. It's a good handle. Uh, I'd say Bart drove all the way to Tennessee, was a TV star, wrote a play, and escaped Sideshow Bob every time. Uh, from Russ, R.P. Jenkins. It's got to be Lisa, right? She's part of Super Friends, foiled Bob's rigged election, helped Dr. Nick with Homer's triple bypass. Uh, Ryan at EID9. Apu, business owner, father of eight, PhD in comp sci, workaholic, but still has fun. Recognize the obvious flaws with Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> well, who wouldn't? Yeah. Uh, Nav at RoopDog21. I would say it's Lester and Eliza. Saved Itchy and Scratchy. Cleared Apu's name in the public indecency suit and reunited Krusty with his wife. Uh, Joey at Joey Monahan 92 uh, Mr. Teeny is pretty competent for a chimp I mean he does not wrong he's not wrong uh, Matt at Matt, Matt Henshaw 11 uh, Smithers at work but certainly not Smithers and the unrequited love of a certain older man uh, from Josh Josh Horton 32 Skinner is surprisingly competent veteran principal of a school in Springfield with insane kids parents and teachers he's I mean he does a pretty good job I would say yeah, I think there's a lot to detract from Principal Skinner, though. Oh. He's very unhelpful in other ways. Oh, I see. Uh, from Carrie, is it me or is Maggie the most competent? Try to kill Mr. Burns, smarter than Lisa, supposedly amazing singer, adaptable when adopted by the Flanders, kills Willie with her pacifier. <laughs> and, has, and has saved well, the day. Saved Homer's life multiple times. You know, it's a, you know there's a there's quite a bit of evidence. And finally from Aiden, I would have to say a poo. He's able to keep the quickie mark, quickie mark going 24-7 and raises eight kids kind of well. <laughs> kind of well. I mean, they're still young enough that we don't know I mean, 100%, but we'll see. There's eight of them. That's, kind, that's hard. Eight kids? That's crazy. Yeah, that's extremely that's hard. A, that's a lot of kids. Okay, Matt, what is your answer? I'm going to have to go with Smithers. Uh, he seems to be pretty good at everything. I mean, he wrote directed and starred in a musical involving Malibu Stacy. Not to mention he basically runs the whole plant by himself because I don't see anybody else doing anything. I'm I'm impressed. Lenny and Carl, they work. Carl works a little bit. I don't think Lenny could work his way out of a paper bag, to be honest with you. He has a doctorate. Uh, he has his master's, uh, but I, thought they I both... don't know how much he actually works. No, he said we both have our master's. Mm, I think I've, I think hey, Grimey's a few episodes away. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna agree with you. Actually, I'm gonna say Smithers. What? That can't be right. I would say I would say Frank Grimes, but Frank Grimes uh, misunderstands the, the 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 sheer essence of Homer Simpson, and <laughs> that you have to do that to survive in Springfield. That's true. So I can't, Homer centric. I have to. I have to. You know, give him minus points for that. And Smithers does basically single handedly run a power plant and keep. A decrepit old man alive. <laughs> That's actually the, probably the harder job. Yeah. Uh, next week's question: What's the worst thing Bart has done? Oh man, that's a rough one. Yeah, he's done. He's done some pretty bad things over the years. Uh, you, I, I will post this question on all our social media: facebookcom slash Pod, Twitter at SimpsonsShowPod, email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. Uh, links to all that stuff's on our website if you if you need it. Uh, next up, it is time once again, Matt, for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. We have a wager for this season, season eight. Whoever loses must record themselves singing a Simpsons song of the winner's choosing. It is certainly not going to be me. I am so going to win this season. Yep. You got this, man. Mm -hmm. I believe in you. Good. 
Uh, you ready for an easy question, Matt? Ready, sir. These are all from Pranks and Greens, Season 21, Episode 6. Oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> I have to do this, Matt. There's no other... I can't even... Like, you say that, and then you get two of the three right, and you go ahead of me every single week. So... Mm-hmm. We may, I, I I have some ideas cooking for trivia for future seasons where we might change up the rules a little bit. But for now, this is where we're going to be. Your easy question. Bart learns he is not the greatest what in the history of Springfield Elementary? Not the greatest prankster. That's correct. Ah, well, you can learn something from uh, the title, I guess. That's, I mean, I, it's, I you know, it's an easy question. Want to be easy. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be easy. That's the easy one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for your easy question? I'm ready. All right. In We're on the Road to Doughware, what city does Mo take the barflies to celebrate his lawsuit win? Oh, God. It's I... easy question. So it, it's a real city uh, that's famous for debauchery. Uh, New Orleans. Is that your final answer? I don't like the way you said that, Matt. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of any other, what other cities. I mean, it's I, if I think of an American city for... Okay, or, or it's like that or Vegas, but they but Vegas they do in other they do that in other episodes. I don't think I've even seen this episode. Um, <laughs> you may not have. I don't think I have. It doesn't. Uh, I may have read about it. Um, if it's not, I I don't. New Orleans. That's my answer. New Orleans. I'm sorry, it was Vegas. What? This is it's a travesty of justice. This is what's happening here. All right. I wouldn't even have thought of New Orleans. Okay. <laughs> New Orleans is a is I don't know that's what I think I think of New Orleans first and then especially because they've already done the Vegas episode that's what I whatever okay, okay your medium question uh, we learn in pranks and greens that Principal Skinner was fun loving and laid back until an incident named what happened incident named um hmm uh night of a thousand cherry bombs I mean you got night right it's night of the Wigglers. The Wigglers, but I don't have to watch this again because I don't remember this at all. Earthworms, uh, the the prior prank champion of Springfield Elementary, uh, locked uh, or like kept him in a basically pool swimming pool full of earthworms. That it changed him. Well, then I mm-hmm. mean that that would change anybody. That was uh, that was the it was a Jonah Hill guest starred in that episode. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for your medium question, sir? Sure. Shoot, I'm sure I'm gonna get it. I'm smart. Okay. Uh, in We're on the Road to Doughware, uh, Homer cannot go with the boys to Vegas because he has to take Bart to a behavioral modification camp, but Bart can't get on the plane. Why? He's on a no-fly list. Oh my god, you got it right! I'm so impressed! I have actually, I think I actually have read about this episode in trying to devise trivia questions. Well then. And I went, oh no, I can't, I can't think of questions for it, so we're not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> you're a hard question, Matt. Groundskeeper Willie once held what position at Springfield Elementary? What position? Willie was the... I'm going to say he was the... the, the, the coach of some kind. Uh, let's say... Oh, gym teacher. Let's say gym teacher. Sorry. Can't accept oh. it. He was a swim instructor. Okay, so I got kind of close. Well, hey, that, that makes sense. I, I was going to say French teacher, but obviously he's bad at that. Well, I was going to I mean... There's a subtle hint in what I told you earlier about swimming pool full of earthworms. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wigglers. Fair enough. Wigglers. Anyway. All right. Your hard question for today. It's pretty hard. But, Great. Uh, you know, maybe Can't you'll wait. get it. Uh, what do Marge and Lisa sell to Otto that gets Marge sent to jail? Is it the same episode? 
Same episode, yep. Okay. Worship me so salty a vaporizer i'm sorry it's old prescriptions oh right right it's all coming back to me all right well it's all coming back to sorry. is that a song it's all coming back to me now yeah of course the song who sings that Probably. uh you're asking me come on now <laughs> if you know it's a song i would presume you know who sings it i'm, I'm i apologize for assuming that matt uh so we have i believe four episodes left in this season oh snap i think and i'm what do we got yeah one two three four no wait five left i am down <laughs> uh 17 points that's not good totally got this that's nah, not that's probably probably outside of probably not within reach but i'm gonna you know, keep on trying sometimes you know it's a, a testament to uh determination right yep yep proud of you robbie yeah thank you appreciate it this really means a lot coming from you, Matt, the man destroying me in trivia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. It's the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Uh, hmm. Where would you, uh, I mean, where would you put this one, Matt? We've compared it to Bart Gets Enough. That's number 55. We have. And it's uh, compared favorably. Uh, I would. I'm looking at other stuff on the list. I don't know. I I, I would say it's it, it's. I don't know. Somewhere in the 50s or 60s, probably for me. That's probably where I, I think put somewhere it. in the 50s is a good spot. I mean, like we said, it, it compares. I think it compares favorably to uh, Bar Gets and F. I think it's actually better than last week's episode, uh, Grade School Confidential. I would probably put it somewhere in the upper 50s. You know, Homer's Barbershop Quartet, I'm not 100% sure. I really like that episode, but in terms of overall quality, I'm not sure. I I don't think it's better than Bart Gets Enough. Really? I think Bart Gets Enough is better. Not a lot, not substantially better. And I, think, I think Grade School Confidential is certainly better. I think it, this is a funnier episode. I will 100% grant you that. I would say mm-hmm. this is way better. It is way funnier than Grade School Confidential and probably funnier than Bart Gets Enough, too. But I feel like both of those episodes... I, I don't know. I always, whenever an anything pulls the, hey, we're going to make you sad with a dog card, mm, I, imme- I immediately start grading on curve. Because I, it, it's not hard for me to be, like, when you when you do stuff with dogs, it ain't hard, it's not hard to make me sad about it. I go, oh, that poor dog. I don't, it's, That's I mean, true. I, I, it's much more difficult for, uh like, I, I think the storytelling in grade school confidential in grade school confidential when they really make you empathize with uh with Skinner and Krabappel. You know, I feel like that is a, a tougher sell. Uh when like there it's not it's not particularly sexy or funny. And this episode kind of does that with Laddie and with a lot of the funny writing. It makes it, you know, it, I don't know, a little bit it you know, it's about a dog and like it's an easy story, like, yeah, I want Park to get his dog back. Of course I do not a monster but when it's like i'm rooting for like two middle-aged people just to find love it's just like that's not it, it's it's kind of a little bit more staid i guess it's a little bit more i think we touched on it like it's a little bit more melancholy and normal feeling than this episode which feels just sorrowful because a, a dog is sad i don't know it's true it's like it's an easy shortcut to making you feel sad hey let's put a dog in danger or just get rid of somebody's dog because people form extreme relationships with their dogs and i feel like a boy and his dog is a more well-explored uh 
the relationship than two middle-aged people finally finding love. Yeah, and I would I mean there's plenty of stories about middle-aged people finding love. It's just not it's usually it's it's not I think everything in that episode is about the tone in that it is it is happy and fine with you being with mostly being like a melancholy feeling. And that is an episode that's a thing that most comedies in particular flee from. They don't want people to feel bad at all. And if they do, they mm-hmm. want to give them a happy ending, much like I mean, they both have happy endings. It's still The Simpsons. I, I'm, I'm we're splitting hairs. Uh, I personally, I would put this probably like maybe 59, 60, 61. I think I think it's definitely better than Brother from another series. Uh, I, 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 it, I think it's better than I Love Lisa. I don't know if it's better than a Millhouse Divided. Hmm. If you want to argue me up and down, yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah. just putting you. I'm just telling you where I feel. I feel like I would put this no, square. I, I like that. Number number sixty is a good spot. Okay, you're okay with number sixty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with number sixty. Okay, then number sixty it is. Right below Millhouse Divided, right above I Love Lisa is the Canine Mutiny. It's a good spot for it. I was thinking this last night, like. The Simpsons are so good. I would could put like every episode in like the top one hundred or one fifty as like a solid nine, and then the really yeah. great, the really great episodes are all like you know the top fifteen or twenty are all tens, and then somehow like I think only in rating Simpsons episodes would I go up to eleven, like Spinal Tap. I feel like you know eleven's a bigger number, <laughs> so I have to give it to my ultra favorite episodes. Definitely true. It's one of those things where it's just like a regular one to ten scale cannot contain the best episodes. They're that good. No. Uh, number one on our list is still Kate Fear. Last on our list is Homer's Odyssey. Number one sixty three. Uh, our next episode, Matt, is one of my favorites. Again, another one of my favorites. It, it is the Old Man and Lisa. Oh, such a great episode! I cannot wait. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and then in March we trust, and then. Homer's Enemy. I have been counting down the weeks so we get to Homer's Enemy. I am so excited. Oh my god. But Old Man Lisa is great on its own merits. Uh, one of probably my favorite Birds episodes and one of my favorite Lisa episodes um, put together. So we will touch, talk about that next week. You can find this list, the best episode ever list, on our website. Uh, links to everything there. Facebook, Twitter, RSS feed to our Patreon. If you want to throw us a couple dollars, uh, we'd love it. We appreciate it. Helps keep the show ad-free. We, we like it. Um, I think that'll do it. Before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, I uh, have a newsletter, tinyletter.com slash Robbie Dorman. You can subscribe, read the archive there. Check out my other podcasts, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and The Serial Fanaticist. It's about lots of, all, lots, all kinds of stuff. The most recent episode is about a Mountain Goats album. The most recent Mountain Goats album with uh, our regular guest, Andrew Bloom, discussed that with me. One before that was Matt, me talking about Harry Potter. Lots of new stuff I'm constantly putting out, you know, nerdy discussions. Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. That's true. However, uh, despite what you may have heard, I am still trapped in a Coca-Cola bottling plant. Uh, therefore, my only communication is with the cans that have and bottles that have names on them. Uh, so if you get a particularly odd uh, stretch of names, uh, look at the first letters. That's the messages I'm sending out to you. Feel free to respond with recycling of those same bottles in the same way. But you're on a podcast right now, Matt. You're talking. I have internet in here. I'm just trapped. What you can just tell me, like where? Only my voice can come out. Where I can go get? We can get help. No, if I tell you where, they'll blow me up. Is your wife there with you? No, no, no. She's she's she was uh, tragically tragically killed uh, when I was abducted, as far as I know. 
Possible you, she's still alive, but are I don't you know. sure you're just not really into like a book you're reading right now, and you think all this stuff's happening? Because I'm quite sure. Uh, okay, I I've communicated with your wife relatively recently. She's alive. Just wanting to let you know that. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah, I'll let her know you're trapped in a bottling plant somewhere. Probably Atlanta. Makes sense. Okay, that does make sense. Uh, with that, I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.